Did you think Belschnickel is just a Pennsylvania Dutch Christmas tradition? A tradition where you get to drink some Glühwein and enjoy some Hassenpfeffer? (laughs) (laughs) Well, welcome to Cryptic. Kylie, 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 I gotta cut you off here. I know this is your normal intro moment, but like, are you trying to say that it isn't? I'm just not understanding the confusion here, because am I the only one who wants to try Hufflepuffs and Schnauzerhosen and meet this Glenn Pickle guy? Bina, this is no time to quote The Office. We have an episode to record, okay? So please get serious. Welcome to Cryptic Soup. Okay, maybe one more Office quote. Are you impish or admirable? they say some people were born to be bad well i was born to be belschnickel no one fears santa the way they fear belschnickel the belschnickel will decide if you are impish or admirable oh it's never this garbage this is christmas So I know Christmas is over, but guess what? There is another important holiday coming up. It's my birthday. Boop, boop. My birthday. I'm turning 30. Bo Burnham is like playing softly in the background every day in the back of my mind. The song about turning 30 and hating kids. I haven't heard it, but <laughs> I'm also turning 30. So I'm Yay, turning 30. Yes. Okay, so we decided that Thena isn't the only one who deserves a birthday gift. So we're doing an awesome giveaway. Trust me when I say these prizes are super awesome. And if you want to enter, just listen to the details at the end of the episode to learn how. We're doing a what, Kylie? Giveaway. A giveaway. A giveaway. A giveaway. <laughs> She's married to the Muffin Man. The Muffin Man. The Muffin Man. <laughs> I think that's the only reason we wanted to do a giveaway is so we can keep doing that. Oh, that's like our favorite thing ever. Just <laughs> quoting Shrek nonchalantly yeah. incorrectly. <laughs> What's your favorite Shrek quote? Do you have one? It's probably that one. Really? I do it every time Margie. Oh, and waffles. And in the morning, I'm making waffles. <laughs> I love when Margie and I have like a really meaningful moment and like we get done kissing or doing something and I'll just look at her and I'll be like, That'll do, donkey. That'll do. <laughs> do not. She hates it. I do it so much. I'm pretty sure one of these days she's just going to slap me when I do it. I can pretty much quote that whole movie. It's such a good movie. I don't know why. Like, why can I quote that whole movie? Because it's probably a Well, probably because of the musical. That's a worse sentence to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I like musicals. Okay. You know what I can quote really well? What? The Office. Yeah. Oh, I can quote The Office up and down, left and right, every episode. And we're doing an episode today that there's a lot of Office references. So you're just going to go on a tangent about The Office? I'm going to try my hardest not to. I feel like I'm going to, though, so I'm really already apologizing. Yeah, good luck with that. So 
we decided the best thing to do was to teach people about the real history of the the characters that people know from the office in a sense not just the characters from the office mostly the office christmas party if you vaguely recall there's an episode where dwight comes as belsnickel also he tries to get oh my gosh what's his name the dude from the warehouse that always has really bad hearing nate is it nate <laughs> it's nate he tries to get nate to dress up as dwight pete so we're gonna go over some of those today we're gonna go over belschnickel and necked root i still fucked it up i think yeah it's it's gonna be fucked up it's fine turon that might be wrong also and then pear Fouter, and then jort pete himself so uh i guess we should just dive in that's we're doing another short series let's let's start let's do it thanks to bell nope not thanks to belschnickel thanks to dwight we know who belschnickel is usually <laughs> but according to jim he's just like santa except dirty and worse <laughs> <laughs> however that's not the only lore there is to belschnickel so i want to tell you guys the real details of who he is belschnickel is also known as belsnickel pelsnickel and belsnickel in nope, different regions. that one's the best what bellsniggle <laughs> it just sounds cutesy <laughs> it's a folklore legend from the Pal- palatinate region of southwest germany the origins of this folklore started in the saarland and odenwald area of baden-württemberg you're doing really well <laughs> i feel like i'm speaking <laughs> thor like like I'm talking in Thor's language, just making up. We are in Osgard today. <laughs> Odin Odinwald sounds like something Thor would live. Near. Yes, yes, that it sounds does. about right. Um, these are all places in Eastern Europe, obviously. So that's really where he came to grow, and that's where most people know about him. But they branch out due to immigration. So. When Dwight in the TV show says that Belschnickel was popular in Pennsylvania Dutch communities, it's because that's where his legend lives on today, along with Brazilian German communities. Because when people immigrated to Pennsylvania, they brought German traditions with them. And so Belschnickel was known in Pennsylvania in the early 1800s among Pennsylvania Germans. And Belschnickel would be the character that came to visit the homes prior to Christmas to check on the behavior of the children. One could say he's making a list. Sometimes he checks it twice and he's going to find out who's impish or admirable. (laughs) Or admirable. Admirable, if if you're Kylie. (laughs) Belschnickel shows up 7 to 10, 12-ish. Ish. (laughs) 7 to 12 days before Christmas. He often creates fright because he knows which of the children misbehaved and he's already ready to deal out punishments. He'll tap on your window or your door with his switch and often the children will have to answer a question for him or sing him a type of song. In exchange, he'll toss candies onto the floor, but some of the kids instead get hit with Belschnickel's switch. And just in case you didn't listen to the last episode, you would know what a switch is, but a switch is... Something you beat someone with. <laughs> Read the next paragraph then, Kylie. Oh, oh, oh okay. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> we talked last week about what switches are. <laughs> this time. 
<laughs> Instead of referencing Donald Glover, I pulled up a definition. A switch is a wooden disciplinarian, disciplinarian tool used to administrate corporal punishment on felonious, felonious, of- felonious <laughs> offenders. I'm reading it with like this. <laughs> So I can like see my what is this called again? Your pop filter. Yeah, oh. my pop filter. Kylie's pop filter is not is impish today. <laughs> it's not being, admirable. It's being very felonious to her. <laughs> okay, punishment of felonious offenders. Um, so a switch is very equivalent to the oh I forget the Auten? Broughton? 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 Auten. <laughs> the thing that Krampus had that he beat kids with the birch branches but this yeah. is just like one thicker bigger one but yeah I forget what the, that was called it was called like an Auten or something I don't know I just remember Dwight coming in with a bunch of branches and <laughs> beating Jim beating yeah. and Jim's like that really hurts yeah he's like all because he wants to go to Philadelphia <laughs> well Belschnickel also carries a switch hence why we know what switches are <laughs> he would beat the naughty children but he also administrates and ministers treats for the good kids. We're struggling reading tonight. <laughs> it's all the it's all the words that also have other words that sound the same but are pronounced differently. And, and Ky- there's just like one letter that's off. <laughs> Kylie and I decided we should branch out from using the notes so much. We're gonna kind of like freehand jib a little bit of it. Yeah. And we're now learning why we don't do that because we're not doing good. Freehand jib. I love that. <laughs> It just sounded like it made sense. Paraphrasing. <laughs> Paraphrasing. Yeah, that's a good word for what we're doing. <sighs> so as Belschnickel comes in, he will administrate bad things to the bad kids and good things for the kids. You still said it wrong. Administrates? Administer. Well, he's administrating it. No, it says <laughs> It's close enough. Okay. They know what I'm saying. He's given out. He's given. He's, he's given, given it. He's given it out. <laughs> he usually carries pockets full of cakes or candies for good children. Oh, nice. I'd be good. I want some cake. I don't know if I want pocket cake. Pocket cake yeah, doesn't sound the best. You're right. That is that, it like wrapped up in saran wrap? How's I he would pocket cake? So. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know more about the pocket cakes. And which pocket? <laughs> yeah. Where, where's what pocket? Where's the pocket Did he located? Sit down and smush my cake. <laughs> Gross. And like, has what if it's a cheesecake? Has it been in the fridge recently? Ew. I need answers, Belschnickel. Probably wouldn't be cheesecake. So, if anyone has answers on the on the cake business, we we need them. Yes. <laughs> like Krampus, Belschnickel is based off myths and folklore. He's part of the Necht Rupt from Northern Germany folklore. But unlike Krampus, Belschnickel does not team up with Saint Nick for the holiday season. He's a one man team. Just like Dwight. Hence why Dwight wanted to be him, probably. Krampus. <laughs> Krampus is a previous episode we covered. Look for episode 13 to give it a listen and hear the lore behind that urban legend. Krampus. Where we talk about switches. And Krampus. And Krampus. You hear us say Krampus a lot. Krampus. <laughs> Krampus not. <laughs> Krampus was very scary in the lore that we described. And Belschnickel is less scary than him. Partially because he just looks like a disheveled, ragged, like homeless dude. He's well, it sounds, us- like, sounds like you only get beaten if you if you're bad. But like Krampus will 
bring you to hell. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> Krampus is like, I'm going to drown you for fun, beat you, then drag you to hell and uh, maybe eat your whole family. Yeah. No and Belschnickel is just like, going to hit you with switch, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get my pocket cake. <laughs> um, And also I feel like having the half goat creature with horns and like the spikes and the capes yeah. and stuff of Krampus crawling up to lot. your house. That's yeah. scary. But like just like an old homeless man that's like, I'm going to hit you with my stick. That seems like, less scary. Go away, old man. But yeah, yeah. You, what's what did we call? A minotaur. minotaur. Yes. That would be freaking creepy. And he's tall, right? Yeah. Yeah. So no, no, thank you. Well, Belschnickel is at least human. Well, at looking. So he looks human and he'll wear multiple layers of turdy, turdy. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Multiple layers of what? Multiple layers of torn, dirty clothes. Oh, you were trying to say torn and dirty at the I same really time. I really was. Torn, dirty. <laughs> dirty. <laughs> he will also wear a long, dark coat or robe that will be held together at the waist with a rope. He will wear a fur cap or a bearskin hat decorated with bells. And for an accessory, he carries his switch in his hand. The story of Belschnickel developed over time due to people talking and spreading the stories. And around 1830, Jacob Brown, an author from the 19th century, wrote a series of essays about the traditions of the time. He said, We did not hear of Santa Claus. Instead, the tradition called for a visit by a different character altogether. He was known as Kris Kringle, Belschnickel, and sometimes as the Christmas woman. Children then not only saw the mysterious person, but felt him, or rather, his stripes upon their backs with his switch. Belschnickel has a lot of the similar themes, vibes, and lore as Krampus when you start digging into it. Since essentially, <laughs> it is just another legend that is trying to convince children to behave so that they do not get punished. Another similarity with Krampus, or Krampus, is when they do the Krampus runs. What do you? What is it called again? Uh, Krampus. Krampus knots. Yeah. There's a similar event of Belschnickel. It is referred to as Belschnickling. <laughs> or what else? I can't. Or Klossentraben. <laughs> Klossentraben. Klossentraben. <laughs> yeah, it's not so fun being narrator, is it, Kylie? <laughs> Kylie wanted to see if she could narrate. I Well, there was no quote. I thought it kept going. <laughs> and it is the same concept. Men or women dress up as Belschnickel Knight. That's in quotes. <laughs> which is the eve of the feast of St. Nicholas Stog. And just have a rootin' tootin' good time. <laughs> so the theme of Belschnickel has similar vibes to Krampus, where he punishes the bad and celebrates the good. But how Krampus punishes the bad saint nicholas will award the good but since belschnickel's one-man team he does it all himself but the krampus runs are so important and good to their history their traditions things like that that's when the belschnickeling came out and that's why they decided to do belschnickel runs pretty much in a sense also but since belschnickel does good things too it's not just like a bad one and instead it's where all sorts of people dress up and they they still, you know, give out treats. They give out candy. It's almost like a giant Christmas parade almost. Because you don't get anything good if you're good with Krampus. Krampus. Yeah, you just don't you get just, visited. <laughs> you just live. 
Essentially, yeah. Okay. So that's why Belschnickling is a little bit different. It's it's more of like a, a parade or like a family mm-hmm. event. And the tradition of Belschnickling is uh, popular in New Finland, Nova Scotia, and different provinces of Canada and some commu- commu- communities in the Brazilian state of Santa Catarina. Nova Scotia? Yeah. <laughs> I got there kind of from point A to point B. <laughs> There's a lot of. of words in that. <laughs> Belschnickel mostly became popular due to the office TV show and Dwight Christmas season nine, where Dwight dresses up as Belschnickel and spends a significant portion of the episode deciding if his coworkers were impish or admirable at the Christmas company party. And that's how most people know of him today. That's how I knew of him. Yeah. I posted something about our compass event on Instagram and we had a Belschnickel impersonator actually reach out to me. Did we really? That's <laughs> yeah. awesome. And he started talking to me. He's like, did you know the difference between Krampus and Belschnickel? I was like, I actually do because we're doing a Belschnickel episode soon. <laughs> and we started talking about it. And he like slid into the DMs and we were talking about Belschnickel for a good solid like five to ten nice. messages. <laughs> it's pretty wholesome. People take Belschnickel very seriously. Well, especially Dwight. The, yeah, I was going to say people take the office very seriously too. So that is the history of Belschnickel. Belschnickel. Now you know something you didn't know, I bet. Maybe. Maybe not. Yeah. I didn't know about the cakes. <laughs> I didn't know he did. I mean, I guess I knew he did good and bad because the impish are admirable, but I didn't yeah. know what good thing he gave because in the episode, he made them hold those bowls and he just like put something inside the bowl. I'd- yeah, they were really, really weird things <laughs> that you got if you were good. <laughs> Which is not shocking for Dwight, but shocking for Belschnickel. Yeah. So I guess the best thing to do is move on and teach them something else new. Let's do it. Kylie, how do you pronounce this? Let's let's uh, take a moment. <sighs> Necht Rupret. Necht Rupret. I can't really like roll my R's. My mouth so. doesn't want to go in the direction that I think it wants me to go in. Yeah. Like it's very difficult to say that type of sound. The way it's spelled. Yeah. So Nectruprecht is uh, another companion of St. Nicholas, but this one is a German folklore. Hence why we're very bad at saying it, probably. (laughs) His other names would be called Hans Ruprecht or Rumprechtnecht. Rumpnecht? Rumpnecht? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. He is from the Middlemark Nectruprecht area known as Del. Christ, which translates to the Holy Christ. Okay. In Mecklenburg, he's called Ruklos. And in Altmark of the Eastern Friesland, he is called Burr and Burrklos. That's However, a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> However, Rupect translates as the word Robert. Okay. <laughs> so. Thank you, Germany. <laughs> yeah. I feel like whenever I try to speak German, I should just feel like my mouth is full. I'm like, okay, like, yeah. try and imagine you have or mashed like, potatoes in your mouth. Or eat your, like, bring your head back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and sound a little angry when you do it too. It's not like, oh, Hans Ruprecht of Rumpenet. No, You're it's like, very aggressive. Hans Ruprecht of <laughs> Very Game of Thronesing. <laughs> I feel like German is always just very aggressive. <laughs> very aggressive. So Nectruprecht first appears in written sources of the 17th century as a German figure 
from Nuremberg Christmas Processions. A man named Samuel Taylor Coolridge was an English poet who encountered Nektaruprecht in 1798 while visiting Ratzelberg in northern Germany. He said that Ruprecht was a farmland hand who was found by St. Nicholas and raised him from childhood. Nektaruprecht would ask where the children were and whether he could pray with them. And if they can, then they will receive apples, nuts, and gingerbread. But if they say no and he cannot, he hits the children with his bag of ashes, then gives them lumps of coal or stones. And then he gives the naughty children a switch in their shoes for their parents to hit them with. Some of the worst kids, though, are stuffed into a hyson sack and thrown into an icy river. Those all sound lovely. So at least he has levels, you know, you can I mean, be kind of yeah. bad, a little bit worse or just like bye <laughs> just like bye i don't want to be thrown into an icy river especially inside a sack especially in germany sounds there's cold. just sounds like a bad time all around yeah guess i'm gonna be good i feel like getting hit with a bag of ashes wouldn't be too bad it'd be dirty but is is it just ashes or is the lumps of coal and that's stone what in i was it? thinking like is it the stones and the coal because that would hurt yeah i don't or is want it that. just like and how many times am I getting hit? Is it just like you're hitting me once or twice and you're moving on your way? Or like, are you beating me just down? Like slamming <laughs> yeah. down. This like big ass <laughs> man just slamming this seven-year-old child into oh the ground. Gosh. So overall, I guess you you want to be good again. Mm -hmm. They're teaching children to be good, like most folklore. Nectruprecht wears more similar garments to Belschnickel. He wears a black or brown robe, but this one has a pointed hood. And he sometimes will walk with a limp because of a childhood injury from being on the farm area. And he can be seen carrying a long staff and a bag of ashes. And he occasionally wears little bells all over his clothes. Hmm. A pointed hood. It's very interesting. I don't know if there's significance to that, truly. Yeah. Because in their folklore, they're a uh, Santa creature. Like, they're more Santa-type St. Nicholas, mm -hmm. wears a pointed hood as well. Mm -hmm. And the same, where Nectaruprecht well, I mean, like, takes place. Santa Claus, like, Santa hats are technically pointed. pointed. They just, yes. like, don't stick up. Yeah. So I don't know if it's a truly, like, a symbolic thing or mm -hmm. if it's more of a fear-based to the look. It's more ominous, towering over you type feeling. Right. Well, it's not just how he dresses that could be fearsome. He also rides in on a horse. He rides in on a big white horse that'll sometimes be accompanied by fairies or men with blackened faces dressed as old women. Yeah, I don't like I don't like those I, are two I, very I, different. Fairies things. are fine, but men? No. Blackened faces like with ash or something. I would think so. Yeah. Dressed as old women. <laughs> Makes me get vibes of Howl's Moving Castle, the old woman. Uh, Wicked Witch of the Waste. I mean, and it just makes me think of any type of um, like fairy tale mm -hmm. where the nicer witch is not the nicer, but the evil witch is pretending to be like like uh, Beauty and the Beast. There's she, a witch in Beauty and the Beast at the beginning. That's how he gets cursed. Is that how he gets cursed? Yeah, she goes to the castle when he's having a birthday party or a party of some sort. I don't remember if it's a birthday party. Yeah, it's his birthday party. And then 
um, she's like very ugly and she asks something along the lines of being with her or like letting her in. And he's like, no. What? And That's how Beauty and the Beast goes? Yes. Hmm. And he tur- he turns her down because he thinks that she's ugly and gross. And then he is forced to find love through the... That's when he gets the rose. That's not what I thought this movie was about. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen this movie in a long time. I'm now noticing. That used to be my sick movie. The so other day we were watching something and this guy goes, I'm the son of someone who's... What do you say? Someone who's quick slick and has a neck that's thick and i said oh that's gaston's son and it was gaston that's the only thing i can remember was gaston interesting now you know well these blackened faces do not sound with these old women dressed up do not sound good either way even if they were from a fairy tale no in the high alps or snowy villages south and west of salzburg in austria the neck druprecht character actually looks different though he looks like a horned goat-like creature like Krampus. Hmm. But they didn't say that he has a white horse and all that, so it's just him him with his, him with his minotaur self. I wonder if it's like just like a nicer version of, version of Krampus. Because it's closer. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, well. Interesting. I kind of like that that one gives you layers of you can be good or bad. Yeah, there's <laughs> levels. So if I'm really bad, I know exactly what's going to happen. And if I'm he doesn't do anything good though well um i mean he doesn't hurt you oh no you can receive apples nuts and gingerbread oh yes apples nuts, which and is gingerbread. like nah. they're not great things can Neither i instead have... receive the yeah the cake maybe <laughs> the maybe cake the maybe cake <laughs> the maybe pocket the candies cake. we'll take pocket candies yeah <laughs> so we've went over you know germany and we've done austrian and we've done pennsylvanian slash like dutch i guess um let's move on to someplace we haven't done let's do polish folklore polish there's a lot of polish around us there is polish is good for polish food Mm, yeah i can i would love me some pierogies all day every day right sauerkraut fill me up we only eat potatoes in this house (laughs) we i went to the store today kylie wasn't sure if we had potatoes so i bought more potatoes we have three different types of potatoes i was gonna say we do have potatoes (laughs) got a lot of potatoes we're a polish little family in this house well let's go to polish folklore then see if it scares us this is the weirdest folklore I've ever heard. <laughs> so weird that for the first time ever, Kylie, I had to put a picture in the notes because you were going to ask me what this creature looks like because it is so terrifying. And I had to show you. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to describe this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go about this, but this one's a weird one. This is definitely what we have to post a picture of because no one's going to believe us that this this Christmas creature exists. The Turon. The name is derived from the word Tur, which means aurochs, which most people don't know what an auroch is. I had to look that up to s- start looking up what a Turon is. <laughs> it's an extinct cattle species from Asia, Europe, and North Africa, and the last one died in the Jaktaro Forest of Poland in 1627. That's a long time ago. To me, it looked like uh, the love child of like a water buffalo and maybe just like uh, a horse. Yeah. 
ish. Yeah. A horse ish. A horse ish. Less cattle y than I would have expected. I, I mean, like with the horns, I can see. The horns aren't real. But like, it looks cattle like. I could see that, yeah. Yeah. So the mythical creature is a terrifying nightmare version of a cattle, if you really want to like think of what it could be. It is a black horned shaggy animal with a flopping jaw, which I will describe a little bit more later. Its appearance can be noticed at folk events during the period after Christmas. Also the period of carnival, which begins on January 6th. My birthday. (laughs) And before Lent begins. In each region of Poland, the Toran events differ. But... Karakow's Torans accompany the carolers that are carrying a star to the Toran, and he will tackle anyone who stares for too long at the star. In Kilsch County, the city folk walk around the village with aurochs, like people dressed up as aurochs, during the last week of Carnival. In Tarnau, the Torans are accompanied by Tartar, Tatar, Tatar? Probably Tartar. Tartar? Who is a Turkish man and Ziyad, the Jewish man. In Milek, people will walk with the Turan on Christmas Eve to celebrate in a parade type fashion. However, all those are great and dandy, but this is why I said this was weird. This is so weird. There's this super common tradition that's played out by people. I have to describe it to you in detail. All right, Kylie, you ready? I'm so ready. (sighs) I love the weird. Let's go. So one person gets to become the Toron for the night or for the season, depending on like which their area is. But the person that becomes the Toron will cover himself in layers of sheep and sheepskin. He then uses a wooden spoon or pole and he holds it in front of him and puts a taxidermized bull head upon this. And the head has a flopping jaw. Wait, a real taxidermy bull head? Yeah. Okay. And the head has a flopping jaw. That he covers then with rabbit skin. And he sometimes then puts horns on the creature. That's not what's weird about it, Kylie. Oh, okay. That's not even the weird part. Mm -hmm. The Torin walk. Very weird. They walk hunched over and are led on rope by a caroler. So what happens is the carolers go around and, you know, they'll knock at your house and they'll enter your house and begin their carols. The Toron jumps around and dances and neighs like a donkey. Donkeys don't neigh. <laughs> they like, I am not doing that noise. I guess I shouldn't have used the word neigh. They bellow. I don't know the word I would use. They, they haw <laughs> like a donkey. Haw. <laughs> Argy's laughing at me. <laughs> yeah, he... He does that. <laughs> he also claps his flopping jaw to the rhythm of the song and will ring a bell on his neck. <laughs> the Turon are fond of playing tricks on women, so he will chase the women around the house and provoke them and hit them with his jaw. He also will hold two sticks out, which he uses to smack the floor with every move and will jump over them and over stools in the house. Then, while the carolers are singing, there will come a point where the Toron faints dramatically, and it starts the next part of the event. So while the Toron is down, everyone will try to resuscitate it by massaging his muzzle, lighting hay-like incense, 
blowing wind under his tails and pouring vodka in the muzzle of his mouth. Okay. <laughs> when the Toron starts to recover, he begins to dance and play again, which means the event is over. At this point, they would leave and the Carolers and the Toron would move on to the next home. The Turon is also a symbol of fertility, so if it pokes a family member with its horns, it's supposedly passing on the fertility and blessing the family. Interesting. <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't get that vibe, but okay. That is the weirdest, weirdest thing I've ever heard. So it's really just a plur to get vodka in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> what a what a big strange event to get free vodka. You just be like, hey, can I get some? Can I get some vodka? <laughs> Why don't you just like go out and be like, it's my 21st birthday. Just lie. <laughs> Let's get some vodka. Well, if you didn't like the event, there is a way to bypass it. If at some point during the event, if the Toron becomes too unbearable for the family, you can sing a song to banish it. Kylie, would you love to do the honors and sing us this song? No, I don't know how it goes. <laughs> use use Those are a lot of weird beat. words. <laughs> Kylie is going to spoken word this song for us. It's Toronio du Domu ni Zawajaz Nikomu ni tu se we chawal ni tu bedzis nakawal. I did great. You did so good. I'm going to do it in English though. Okay. Go now, Toron. Go home. Don't you bother any more souls. Here's not the place you live. This not the place you shall sleep. That's a lot easier. Yeah, that was a little bit easier. <laughs> so after that song, the family gives the carolers money and a gift from the pantry and sends them on their way. A gift from a pantry. Maybe it's vodka. <laughs> we didn't do the event. You don't get the vodka. We'll just give you vodka. Go right? away. <laughs> like, go away. If I give you vodka now, will you just go away? Wait, okay, please, thanks. Please. <laughs> so you got to give Krampus schnapps. You got to give Toron vodka. It's a lot of booze to have yeah. on hand. <laughs> like, just to go on a family vacation during the holidays, you got to bring all these kinds of booze. Sounds like I just have to be good for Belschnickel, so I'll just I'll, I'll pick him. <laughs> But if you notice, this is the first one where we don't have good or bad things truly happening. That's true. It's just like more of a, a ruckus event. Like a, what's the word I want? Mascot. Yeah. The mascot. Christmas mascot. <laughs> Terrifying. I would have nightmares for sure as a child if this I saw this. This thing is creepy. Let me, let me scroll back. It just. I knew if I just described that to you, you would make <sighs> me pause. So I figured I'd just, I'd just put it in the notes. We're going to put it on the Instagram because you guys have to see what we're looking at. Yeah, I don't even like know what I'm looking at. I mean, I see like the little boots on the bottom of the one on the left. So like I, I can tell that that's a person like a person is under there. But like. I don't like what I'm looking at. Uh, the... Wouldn't it smell <laughs> like I just. So on the second photo I sent you, it's the zoomed in picture of it. Yeah. And it looks. Bad. It's creepy <laughs> and heavy. It does look very heavy. This does not look like something I would want to be part of my Christmas traditions. But the one on the left of the left, it looks fake. Well, it looks like a ram and not a cow or cattle. An rock. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that one was Super definitely weird. up there as weirdest folklore we've heard yet. I would say that's. The least scary, but the most weird. 
Yeah. Yeah. Although someone just randomly like fainting would not be great, but you know. <laughs> but I guess if you were always told what this event is going to entail, like, oh, when know. he starts to faint, that's when you massage his nuzzle and <laughs> muzzle and yeah. pour his vodka. You know, I guess you're used to it. And I'm not going to be dragged to hell, so. Yeah, there's no whipping me with a whipping me with a birch branch. Yeah. Speaking of whipping. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> Speaking of whipping. No, this one's just called Father Whipper. We're going to move on to the next one. Father Whipper. Père Fouter is French and it means Father Whipper or Old Man Whipper. He is the whipping father. Okay. <laughs> I, I was trying to hold off as long as I could. You were right. He brings a whip with him and spanks naughty children who misbehave. <laughs> but spanking and whipping are very different things. He's spanking them with a whip. That doesn't sound great. That doesn't sound any better. Nope. Sounds painful. So this one's in France, and he accompanies St. Nicholas on his rounds, the same way Krampus does through the stories. But he is mainly in the far north and eastern regions of France. He's also in the south of Belgium or in French-speaking Switzerland areas. The complex part about Père Fauter is there's two complete different stories that came about of how he originated and no one can really say whether one is more or less true than the other. So the first one is more popular. It is the origin of Pierre Fouter as it started in 1252. That is a long time that, ago. That doesn't even sound like a real time. No. So the story has a person who is either an innkeeper or a butcher, because that already has variations. Mm -hmm. He captures three boys who appear to be very wealthy. And on their way to enroll in a religious boarding school, him and his wife killed the children while trying to rob them. The couple then drugs the children, slits their throats, and cuts them into pieces and stews them in a barrel. St. Nicholas discovers the crimes and resurrects the children. And the man, Pierre Fouter, repents and St. Nicholas forces him to become his assistant as a punishment for his crimes and begin being a punisher. Whoa. So that's the first story of how he came about. But then over the years, you always hear about things changing. So the second story is during the siege of Metz, which is a city in eastern France. In 1552, a sculpture of King Charles V was burned and dragged throughout the city. So in retaliation to this event, the city folk created a separate statuette of the man who was armed with a whip and bound in chains because he would always punish children. So then when the city was liberated, the two statues were somehow spoken of as like this combined creature of the burned drug thing through the city and then this like chained whipped person and something and it became Pierre Fauter. Very different stories. Very different. The first one gives me Sweeney Todd vibes. The second one gives me Hunchback of Notre Dame vibes. I don't know why. <laughs> but Okay. I They are very different, but yeah. when they're that long ago, it's... It, yeah, it's hard to really find... You can't find concrete yeah. anything, really. It's all like a entire, yeah, entire game of telephone for ages. So in 1930, 
Pere Futaire appeared in the United States under the translated name Father Flog or Spanky. 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 Really? Because he's spanking you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We couldn't come up with something better. Father Flog. (laughs) Yeah, I like that one. But Spanky, come on. I actually like the term flogging. It just sounds cool. But then I found out what it was. It's not cool. (laughs) It's not cool at all. But flogging sounded so cool. I definitely thought it had to do with frogs when I was younger. Because flog frog sounds like. It's not. No. Nope. It's not like at all. Nope. <laughs> Just wanted that to sink in. Well, the most identical version of the French personification would be Father Flog. But Father Flog has nothing to do with Christmas. He also has a female accomplice named Mother Flog. And these two dole out specific punishments for specific crimes. So if the child lies, they would cut his tongue out. You know, if he was stole something, they'd cut his fingertips off. Okay. With that being the story, the first scenario, how St. Nicholas punishes the man for killing the three children, sounds more believable. That is more of like a, it goes along with the theme of how this creature came to be. The most common depiction of Père Foutaire is a man with a sinister face, dressed in dark robes, with scraggly, unkempt hair, and a long beard. He's armed with a whip, a large stick, or bundles of switches. So we're just up in the ante over here. Don't like that. <laughs> He's like, hmm, you guys had that nice story of the Toron? Now let's bring it back. Bundles of switches. So like does he keep them bundled when he hits hits you? Yeah, or? which would probably hurt a lot more than just like. Or do you think bit. it's like a bundle and then he's like he takes one out? No, maybe they're different sizes. I think he uses the whole bundle. It's like the less surface area that you cover is going to hurt less, but the more surface area you cover, no, it's the opposite, isn't it? Because like I just feel like with a switch, anything will hurt. Yeah, I don't know. Just like can he like stop? Just stop hitting Just children nice. with, with branches. Well, Kidding. I mean, the other thing he would do is cut out your tongue. Yeah, or no, I don't like, like that, that either. Nope. I mean, all children lie at some point. Would all children just be running around with no tongues? That's weird. <laughs> don't like that. Nope. <laughs> well, not only did he sometimes have these switches and things like that, but other times he would also wear a wicker backpack that he would stuff your children in and run away with them. <laughs> Again, very confessy. But not dragging them to hell. Nope. Nope. These children get to live on Earth with no tongues and being beaten with switches and bundles. Might rather go to hell. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? And this time you don't get thrown in icy lakes and stuff. I don't really know. None of this sounds good. Just be good year round, kids. I still choose Belschnickel. In more recent representations, though, this character is identical to Zwart Piet or Black Peter. Groups have protested the racial representation of this character and asked for the abolishment of this character now that people see who Jwartpeet is. Because early renderings of the characters said they were Nick said they were identical to St. Nicholas and Santa Claus, but wearing a black suit, and now he's instead Jwartpeet. So you need to know who Jwartpeet is, don't you? It just makes me think of like, I don't know. Like Spider-Man. He has many different colors. It's fine. (laughs) I like the black suit. (laughs) Okay, well, this is a little bit worse than black suit. 
Okay. This is blackface. Okay. Yeah, they ruined it. They didn't just make it cool and like they could have kept it cool, but they decided to make it bad. So Zwart Pete is Dutch for Black Pete, another companion of St. Nicholas in folklore. According to a theory, Zwart Pete in his equivalents of Germanic Europe were presented as enslaved demons forced to assist their captor. They were chained and fire scorched demons that were redeveloped as black skinned humans during the early 19th century of the Netherlands with the likeness of Moors who worked as servants for St. Nick. So it's already like super messy and you can tell this is not going to fly. No, this is going to get really bad. Yeah. But they decided to, to keep it and keep going with the folklore. That's what you do when folklore is bad. You just keep going. Just keep going. Well, I mean, you can change it with, you know, the many plays of telephone throughout the years. But Oh, but they decided not to do that. Oh, okay. That'd be too convenient. So this character is part of the annual Feast of St. Nicholas celebrated on the 5th of December. But here it's called Sinterklaasvond because there St. Nicholas is called Sinterklaas. And that's in the Netherlandic. Okay, if it's the Netherlands, so yeah. Netherlandic. Yeah. And Flemish areas. So Zwart Pete arrives only a few weeks before the Feast of St. Nicholas at this point. And his tasks are to amuse children and give them treats. The treats are known as Kurdenoten and Peppernoten in the Netherlands. Sometimes they're tangerines and speculoos in Belgium. Other times he gives them strugood, which is a Santa Claus themed sweet. And he gives them to these kids in schools, stores, or other places. So, so far, this isn't sounding that bad. Like, okay, he's just this guy that comes in and he gives you candy. That's cool. But then you got to remember he's super controversial. And yeah, I'm gonna, a bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to really delve into that so you get a know-how of why. So the they portrayed him as putting on blackface with colorful Renaissance attire curly wigs, and bright red lipstick. That sounds terrifying. So the earliest known illustrations of the character was from an 1850 book by St. Nicholas. It's called St. Nicholas Inzenect, which means St. Nicholas and his servant in English. It was by Amsterdam school teacher named Jan Schenkman. And in this, Zort Pete was depicted as a black moor from Spain. Interesting, though, that it's necked and that means servant at the end of that. And then the other guy, I don't remember his name at the moment. Necked Rupt. Yeah. Rupt. Was. So his like, name is Servant Robert. Yeah. So he was like a, because um, he said he was a a farmhand. So he was like a servant to, yeah. to the farm. That's interesting. However, the difference with this is that in the 1850 version of the book, the servant is depicted in simple white clothing with red hems. In the second edition of the book in 1858, the pages are illustrated in a more colorful costume. The book remained in print until 1950 when they realized it had considerable influence on the current celebrations. In the book, the servant was nameless, but author Joseph Albert Alberdenk Thyme provided him with the name Pieter Maynecht in a handwritten note to E.J. Poltiger in 1850. So really, 
he wasn't starting off to be controversial in the very beginning in these books and stuff. It's over time during the telephone, they actually made him worse. So over these years, a lot has gone on that has made this better than worse than better and worse over just arguments different people and countries have had. So I'm going to try to break them down here. Due to these ongoing controversies, many schools, businesses, and other organizations across the Netherlands have begun changing short piece clothing or makeup, and sometimes they phase the character out entirely. The most common variation has been subbed Sooty Pete at this point, and this version features the outfit from the book, but it no longer has a wig, earrings, or lipstick. So it still kind of has blackface, but it's smeared on makeup that's supposed to simulate soot smudges, and the actor portraying the character will try to retain as much as they can of their natural skin tone. So it's not meant to be blackface anymore, but it could if you didn't know the storyline, mm-hmm. which is why it also just still keeps becoming convoluted. Well, in 2020, the holiday was celebrated in the Netherlands and Tears, where Sinterklaas is is played by a white painted actor who is accompanied by several others dressed as Dwarf Pete. And remember, I said Sinterklaas is like St. Nick. So they painted St. Nick white. And then they had the Dwarf Pete people painted soot. So it's just like very like looking black and white, like you can very much differentiate. Mm -hmm. And it's super contrasted. So in 2010, communities and organizations across the Netherlands had tried to opt out and use different versions of him, like including the suit version or other versions. But that's when they decided usually to use the suit version. These decisions they've made over the years have resulted in protests and even violent incidents involving pro-Pete demonstrators and anti-Pete demonstrators. So in 2015, the United Nations Committee of uh, tried to eliminate racial discrimination, and they wrote in a report, the character of Black Pete is sometimes portrayed in a manner that reflects negative stereotypes of people of African descent and is experienced by many people of African descent as a vestige of slavery, and they urged Netherlands to actively promote the elimination of racial stereotyping. Then in 2019, Kim Kardashian got involved. (laughs) Oh, no. She described him as disturbing in a tweet to over her 62 million followers on Twitter. I mean, yeah, but why? (laughs) She didn't give any context or anything. I. This is just like Zort Pete is disturbing. She was like, when you learn about other holidays, you learn things. (laughs) Zort Pete is a disturbing individual. Okay. Courtney, don't take my bag. (laughs) In November of 2019, a group called Kick Out Zwart Pete were attacked during a meeting. Their windows were smashed. Nearby vehicles were vandalized. Fireworks were shot into the building where the group was planning protests. And in 12 communities of this area, they all had destruction. In June of 2020, an American broadcaster that worked at NBC had talked with one of the Netflix creators and they opted to remove footage of the character dressed as Zwart Pete from that episode from the very beginning of this episode that we talked about from The Office. The series creator Greg Daniels released a statement saying that blackface is unacceptable and the making the point so graphically 
is hurtful and wrong. I'm sorry for the pain I caused. Because in the scene, there is a part where Dwight is describing who Zwart Pete is and that he would be visiting. And during that, people start figuring out who this character is. And Oscar says something about how he is in blackface. And he reads that like from a Wikipedia or something where he's just like describing. Mm-hmm. And Stanley and Oscar are like, you better not have someone coming in here. And all you see is Dwight being like, uh, no, I would never do that. And then he either texts or calls Nate, who's in the parking lot walking up. And he's like, uh, cancel, cancel. And it oh, shows just yeah. a two or three second clip. And he's like, oh, God, dang it, I got all dressed. And he's like, you yeah. know, fussy about it. And he goes back to his car. It's not anything longer than maybe 10 seconds at the most. I do remember that scene. But they completely took it off Netflix when they still had The Office on Netflix. I haven't watched The Office on Peacock to know if it's on the Peacock station. Um, but, <clears throat> but since the series creator was the one that apologized, maybe it's not on there anymore. Yeah, probably. I would bet not. Another thing that happened was in August of 2020, Facebook updated its policies to ban any depictions of blackface on Facebook and Instagram platforms, including traditional blackface deceptions, even of Zwart Pete. It's so recent. (laughs) It is really recent. That's so weird. Yeah, it's crazy. But it's also weird that all of this happened pretty much because of a Christmas themed person. Mm -hmm. That's weird that this is what sparked it is this character, because I feel like there's a lot of other things that have happened over the years that could have influenced this. And this is what really sealed the deal, which is. It's great that it happened like it shouldn't be it's it shouldn't be happening. So it's great that something's been done to stop it. Right. But it's weird that it's so recent that it happened. In October of 2020, another thing that happened, Google banned advertising that features him, including the soup versions without blackface. You say that really weird. What? Soot. 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 It's not suit. Soot. 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 I feel like the more I'm saying this is getting weird. You're putting emphasis on the the you. Like there's Soot. no you there. Soot. 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 Nope. Nope. That was in the worst direction. I'm trying to think Soot. of like. Soot. That's closer. Soot. Soot. You're going to make me say it wrong now. Soot. Soot. Yes. Soot. 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 Like, what do you what do you get covered in if you were cleaning your chimney? Soot. <laughs> what? <laughs> Margie, what do you get covered in if, if you're cleaning your chimney? Soot. Soot. Yeah, that's closer. Soot. <laughs> I don't think I feel like I'm saying the exact same words you guys are saying. Soot. <laughs> Soot. <laughs> I don't understand what's happening. Soot. <laughs> you got this. In October 2020, <laughs> I'm going to cry. <laughs> Do you want me to say it? In October 2020, Google banned advertising featuring Zwart Pete, including soot versions without blackface. Suit. No. You said it right in the 
paragraph. Additional companies followed soot. Nope. <laughs> paragraph oh my god this paragraph is the hardest thing i've ever including done including soot versions without blackface additional companies followed suit among them in october 2020 <laughs> in october 2020 google banned advertising featuring zwart pete including suit versions without blackface <laughs> I'm just going to read this paragraph, okay? okay. <laughs> In October of 2020, Google banned advertising featuring Zwart Pete, including soot versions without blackface. Additional com- companies followed suit, among them Bull, Bull, Amazon, and Cool Blue who each decided to remove traditional Zwart Pete products and promotions from their services. So the reason Kylie had to read that paragraph is because I don't know the difference between the word suit and soup. (laughs) (laughs) One is spelled S-O-O-T and S-U-I-T. One is like a suit you wear to look nice and one is suit you clean from the chimney. Soot. Suit. Soot. Fuck off, Kylie. (laughs) (laughs) Just say sut. Sut. And then soot. Which one's which? I don't even know anymore. Okay, we'll move on. (laughs) I didn't know how to say. (laughs) What? I don't know how to say it. I'm struggling. Okay, a princess wears a crown, but when you color Crayola crowns, crap. Crayons. Crayons? <laughs> Crayons. I didn't know how to say that until I was like 10. My dad would make fun of me all the time. Crayons. Crayons. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know the difference between those for a really long time. They were really hard. Between crown and crayon? Yeah. Okay. I can hear it a little bit. When you're young and stupid, I'm still. That way, apparently. Still young and stupid. (laughs) Apparently, because I can't fucking read. (laughs) Another thing that really influenced this whole Zwart Pete thing was the George Floyd protests and subsequent Black Lives Matter demonstrations in the Netherlands. So in 2020, they appeared to have a significant effect on the acceptance of Zwart Pete's traditional blackface among the Dutch public. Really? Interesting. So, Zwart Pete is the the thing that is the weirdest part is Zwart Pete isn't like his he is his own character, but he's a character that accompanies other characters. Mm-hmm. So he accompanies Pere Futaire, or he accompanies Belschnickel, or he accompanies Sinterklaas. Like he's not his own creature, though. 
So that also makes me wonder, like, if they do have this much controversial issues surrounding him, why not just get rid of his folklore and just end it? Yeah. But I guess maybe that's also controversial because you could be getting rid of part of the history. Yeah. It just depends on where, like, the beginning origin is. Yeah. What an interesting, interesting folklore, though. I also did not realize that the Black Lives Matter demonstrations were going on all over. Everywhere. Yeah. It was just so. What's the word I want? Just so, like, adamant here. Yeah. So I didn't even realize that it was happening in other countries. I was in Los Angeles during the riots. Oh yeah, during the riots and protests, and it was terrifying. Yeah, no, it was a very scary place to be. I feel bad for anyone that was also in like New York or in, Mm -hmm. um, I mean even Chicago. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a very intense time. Well, he was actually one of our last people to cover. Was. Zwart Pete, because I wanted to end on that note to give people something to think about is how interesting some of these folklore have gone. The only other one we really could have gone over was Perchta, which we vaguely covered in a past ap- episode. She was the German Alpine goddess that helped introduce us to Perchtenhof. I'm not saying that. <laughs> you just said it. <laughs> She's so from the weird. Krampus episode from December 21st. You can help. Uh, you can hear about how Perchta inspire the creations of Krampus in folklore history. Krampus. Krampus. Krampus not. Yeah, yeah so <clears throat> that's your <gasps> I'm sorry. What? I forgot to take a picture of this little Krampus that my dad has. He got it from the German Christmas market in Chicago. It's so freaking cute. I want one. We need to get one. I have to, I'll have to ask him to send me a picture of it. We could next year elf on a shelf the house, but make it Krampus on a (laughs) shelf. Krampus on a rampus. (laughs) Krampus on a rampus. Not really a lot of rhymes that rhyme with Krampus. I wonder what the German word is for shelf. (laughs) Schelf. Probably, probably not far off. So, wow, what a good secondary short stories one, because our first short story was the scream stories and our second short stories is Christmas. Christmas. (laughs) We're really bringing in, bringing in the holiday spirit. We go from Halloween (laughs) to Christmas. Scream was fun, though. Scream was really fun. I had a lot of, well, okay. It was sad, but it was fun. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, fun very, to learn about it's very interesting to hear about the um, inspiration that these people got from from Scream. If you haven't listened to those, definitely check them out. That one's also a past episode you can listen to. I don't remember which number it is at the moment, but um, I'm going to guess and say three. Gainesville, Cassie, Shikuri, Shore, Shorish. <laughs> it might be three or four. Yeah. Sounds about right. Well, guess what, guys? You made it to the end of the episode. You made it. You, you made, made it. it. And that means it's time for the giveaway. The giveaway. The giveaway. The giveaway. <laughs> Kylie, tell them about the giveaway. So we are doing a giveaway. A giveaway. Okay, sorry. 
there's going to be a few rules. So we're going to explain them really quick and then get to what those awesome prizes are. So to enter the giveaway, it's super simple. You just need to be following our Instagram page, which we always remind you is cryptic soup pod, all one word. And then you can start earning your entries. You get an entry if you comment on the post and tag a friend. Each tag will be one entry and there is no max amount. P.S. If the person you tag decides to follow us, you get an extra entry. So make sure you tag your friends that will definitely want to be part of the Cryptic Soup family. You'll know the post to comment on because it will show the rules of the giveaway as well in it. And we'll have the word giveaway in the photo. A giveaway? A giveaway. (laughs) Makes it a little bit easier for you to know what you're doing. So if you comment also on the photo with an inside joke from one of your favorite episodes, you get 10 entries for proving you've pretty much been a member of the Cryptic Soup fam this whole time. If you leave a review on Apple Podcasts, you get five entries. And if you give a follow on Spotify, you also get five entries. But Spotify won't show us. And sometimes people don't have their Apple username set. So you have to DM us on Instagram a picture of it. Or send it to the email address, crypticsouppod at gmail.com. Those links are always in our bio of our Instagram. So if you feel like you lost them, we'll help you refine them. So what are the prizes? What are the prizes? Well, there's going to be two separate winners that will be chosen at random from the entries. The first place winner gets something that we are extremely jealous of. You get a $75 gift card to your place of choosing. What if I want to eat like a lot of pasta, Kylie? I mean. Go ahead. Olive Garden it is. Okay. What if I want a new video game? Um, There's GameStop. Okay. Um, What if I want a tattoo? I mean, we know about tattoos. So just tell us the artist and the location and we will get you one. So what if I don't have a tattoo artist? I mean, like I said, we are very much into tattoos. We got you covered. So you're telling me if I win this, I can literally get a $75 tattoo gift card. Uh, Yeah. That is the coolest thing ever. Well, okay, but what if I don't win? What if I get like second place? Well, we're making a super awesome care kit. I'm quoting that. Of local goodies from Indiana and Michigan based on small businesses in the area. Plus, that's not all. You get to pick the February bonus episode that we will premiere. Both winners also get a shout out on the socials from us. Plus mention in an episode. And... Oh my gosh. (laughs) So cool. Our awesome artwork creator, Taylor with Lab Monkey Creative on Instagram, is going to be drawing a digital artwork piece just for you to say thanks for becoming members of the family. And dude, Taylor's art is so freaking awesome. It's so cool. Like, Kylie and I are jealous that you're getting one before we are. He once actually did draw me for my old podcast and it was so cool i never got to use it because of covid but it was so cool his stuff is so awesome if you haven't even looked at it first off go look at it you're missing out but just the fact that you get to win that too is super fun like everyone loves drawings of themselves exactly it's not even like conceited you just like to have a cute little drawing of yourself exactly this event is literally us just showing you guys how much we appreciate you guys So we really hope you guys love this event so we can keep bringing more events like this to you. The rules will be in the post that I'll also post along with today's episode on Instagram. And you're eligible to enter until the closing date, which will be January 18th. And on January 20th, 
our guest on the show will read the winners. Our guest? Our guest? Our guest? Guest. Be our guest. I was just about to say that. <laughs> so we are really excited and we can't wait to do this. I'm really excited. This giveaway. I'm really excited. What is it? Giveaway. It's a giveaway. Giveaway. <laughs> so <clears throat> we can't wait for you guys to start entering and we can't wait to see how this pans out because we really, really hope you guys love it. Thank you guys for staying tuned and staying with us. We want to thank Damon Vakovsky for our wonderful theme song, our artwork with Taylor from Lab Monkey Creative. Again, amazing. Our editing, our editing is done by Corey with core.media.photography on Instagram. He's also like our, I just want to like preface because you said that Damon is our sound tech. Corey is our sound tech. <laughs> Damon makes our theme song and noise bits, but Corey does actual our, our like editing for our podcast. He's the one that's sitting around for hours listening to our voices, all of our <laughs> mess ups, all that stuff. He is our full on editor for everything. It's also misleading because his username has photography in it, but he does everything for us. He does he our does photography. Lot, he does yeah. our editing. He helps us when we need voiceovers. He is the bee's knees, to put it lightly. <laughs> the bee's knees. He also texts us when we're completely wrong with a fact. Like, he was super pissed off at us for Lake Lanier. That was so funny. When he was like, you don't know how man-made lakes are made? And he we're like, drew no, us a picture. No, <laughs> Or like, if we have a, a word that we can't say in different languages, he's like, just so you guys know, I looked it up. It took me two seconds. Here's how it's pronounced. And we're like, ah, oh, damn it, Corey. Or don't you know, embarrass he's, us. He's fluent in German. He's going to have a fun time with this one. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And he loves listening to all of our mess-ups. He's like, there's so many. I don't know which ones to put in the bloopers. We're like, thanks. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> All right, guys. So don't forget to follow the Instagram at Cryptic Soup Pod, where our DMs are always open for suggestions. So slide on in. You can leave an Apple podcast or review or rating to get a shout out on any of the episodes. So remember to subscribe, follow, tune in, keep up with us, and we'll see you in the next episode next Tuesday. Stay tuned. Down, 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 Margie, would you like to say hello in the mics for the guest appearance? Hi. A little bit louder. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Bad TikTok. Hi. Hi. Okay, maybe one more office quote. Are you impish? I'm going to fuck it up now. <laughs> I was like waiting for you to mess it up. Admirable. <laughs> My hands are sweating. <laughs> Ever since I got my second COVID shot, my hands start sweating. Uh, it's like slimy hands in the movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awkward, too. <sighs> Someone has clammy hands. You grab it. And you don't know what to do, so you're like, well, I'll just stay here for the... <laughs> I'm along for the ride. <laughs>